Let's bring your shorts, not your long pants. What? <laughs> <laughs> you got to dress for tropical weather there. You got to dress for success. <laughs> wow. Yeah, definitely. That's prompted me to look up. Right. Bear hospitals. Right. It's not going to wear those roller skates. That's Ooh, weird. Yeah. Why are all your friends so gay? Wear your pants. Why is your shirt cut off? No, that's a terrible option for you. Oh. <laughs> Continuing the holiday celebrations here on Ram Jack. I am Alex, and with me in the Ram Jack studio is Brad. Happy New Year. Happy, happy New Year. Happy New Year. 2009, you failed us. You're bullshit. 2010, welcome. Guys, it's a new decade. 2010. Things, everything's different now. I don't know. I, I, do you feel this new year has promised, Brad? You think I, it's going to be better than the last? I think it's going to be the year of Ram Jack. It's going to be the year of Ram Jack for many reasons. Right. We're taking over, guys. We're taking, taking over. over. We're taking over the world. Coming to your house? I don't know. Come to your house. We're already in your house, hey, in your car, in your iPod. Love camera up your nose. Come to your house. <laughs> I'm coming to your house. All right, Brad. We're gonna start out with a situation. This isn't a situation Whoa. room question. Okay. Again, this is just a situation I want to I want to gauge your opinion on. All right. Let's say you worked at a telemarketing firm. All right. All right. You were a telemarketer. Mm-hmm. Just cold calls to people, try to get them to buy stuff. Gonna annoy the hell out of you, people. Obviously, this isn't a, a job people want to keep for long because right. they don't really have the best reputations in the world. As it destroys you. Yeah. It's a human. Breaks you down. All right. Uh, mentally, often physically as well. But let's say they all to keep you around. Mm-hmm. They had an employee incentive. Oh, so you work to be employee of the month. Oh. What would you want them to give you? What What would be What would be the thing that would oh. get you to be like, all right, today I'm going to go in there. I'm going to get all these sales on these cold calls. Oh, employee of the month. Can I get like a big plaque with my picture on it and my name? That's it. Maybe maybe uh, maybe want? a good parking space. Uh, maybe, Ooh. Maybe, maybe maybe they maybe they give me a Coke. Maybe they give me a drink. A, a nice, cold, refreshing cold beverage. refreshing beverage. Uh, a soda pop. How about a 42-inch monitor for your desk? My desk at work? Yeah. No, that sucks. Guys, this is happening. This really? actually happened. I read a story. Yeah. As an incentive, if you were the employee of the month, they would basically switch out your computer monitor on your desk with a giant 42-inch flat panel monitor. Think about this. A tiny cubicle, and all of a sudden, anything that's happening on your computer is broadcast to the entire office everywhere. Think about that. That's the worst. It was funny to look at the pictures. It's the worst. Yeah. <laughs> I just assume that you're generally just doing your office work at your office. So what's the appeal there? Oh, wow. There's my list of people I've got to call, but it's bigger. It's really because also think of the space you have in a cubicle, right? And how close your keyboard is. Yeah, it's not. It's not going to be efficient no, for a while. That's horrible. But it's a status mark, dude. If you walk in and you look around at the cubicles and you see all of a sudden this is one that has a giant LCD monitor, and you're like, "Who's that guy? Oh, he's the employee of the month." Why is he got? Is, is he going to be okay? Is he going to develop astigmatism because yeah, of that seriously. giant monitor? I think you're better off with a, with your picture on a plaque. Well, this is apparently the start of a trend Ugh. for incentives. I hope yeah. this doesn't happen at my work. Seriously. That'd just be awkward. Same here. That would be awful. That'd be the worst. Yeah, over your shoulder. I mean, from I'm what I've talked on... about, all my friends who work in the business world, I don't know how anything gets done because mm-hmm. they're checking their sites mostly. Absolutely. You got to get on the Facebooks, the Twitters, the YouTubes. See, I'm not cool you doing can't, You can't work. cloak that with a 42-inch monitor. They're, they're ensuring you're going to be an employee for the month for a long time. So, yeah, be on the lookout for that. Lame. Totally lame. Brad, let's move on to some science news. Oh, I love science. Again, to all those guys in the laboratory who uh, get on to me for not bringing up enough science news. Right. Here's something for the science geeks. I've never even heard of this, Brad. Tell me if you've heard of this. Mm-hmm. Women, more sensitive touch than men. Really? Have you ever heard that before? I don't think so. Apparently, this is like common sense to most folks. Yeah, of course, women have a more sensitive touch 
want men. Why do they have a more sensitive touch? Well, they don't. Oh. Recent studies found out that people who have smaller fingers in general have a more sensitive touch. So... So tiny women, women folk who are, you know, smaller than us men folk, mm -hmm. they have more sensitive touch because their tans are smaller. Of course, it doesn't, it do, I mean, I'm saying that like if... So you know, midget, midgets are all kinds of sensitive. Yeah. Crazy midgets, sensitive hands. Midgets are like the most sensitive handed things ever. Yeah. It's not gender specific. Right. We're busting that myth up right now. Fact. Your hands will be more sensitive if you have tinier hands. Hey, hey, tiny hands, you got some sensitivity. Yeah. I wonder what that's like. Wow. I mean, because I have giant hands. You are a freak, sir. I was once told that my arm looks like like a broomstick with a baseball glove on the end of it. <laughs> you remember that, Brad? I think you were there for that. I don't, I don't think so. When we was were, this? We were in high school. Doing, what, what was the occasion? Our first theater class, dude. Nice. I don't remember that. They were like, dude, no offense. But your arms look like you got a wingspan there, buddy. It looks like you got two, <laughs> like two rooms with two baseball gloves on the end of them oh, for arms. That was a great class. But yeah, debunked. Wow. Sorry, guys. Wow. Carry that on into the new year. That's a fun fact. That's a fun fact. If you're trying to hook up for the holidays, because it's New Year's coming up pretty soon, you're mm -hmm. going to want to do that. All Hope right. you got your plans. Come up with a little fun fact. You know, go up to a, a girl and be like, hey, you know, they used to think that women had more sensitive touch. Turns out anyone with small hands has a sensitive touch. Let me see your little hands. Are they <laughs> sensitive? Oh, Oh my! Well, I mean, you have to work it out. I mean, don't don't lead with that. Just how yeah. I said it. I mean, hey. finesse it a little bit. I'm just hey there, you know, you know, they used to think that women had very sensitive touch. Get away but from now me. we know. Get away from me, oh gross! Get away from now me. Now we know that everyone with small hands has sensitive touch. I have very small hands. And she runs away. And she cries. Um, so we've given you some science. Yeah, we brought you some science, some cold hard facts. Right. That um, will help you with your daily life based on empirical evidence. Absolutely. Um, research. Respect um, it. Also, you know, in the past, we, we've talked about five and twos. Talked about five and twos a lot on the show. Talking about five Brad, and what's two. a five and two? Five and two, that's a lover of the Jizo. Lover of the Jizo is a Lo five and twoer. Lover of baby Jizo. And they just had their holiday. They just had their big holiday. They had their big Christmas, mm -hmm. big December 25th. Yeah. Protesting at all the restaurants opened up. They, they tried to keep me from getting a spring roll. While also, like, connecting with the reason for the season. Reason for the season. Which is, you know, baby what? Jesus or spreading love and joy. Uh, I thought it was the winter solstice. That was the reason for the season. I mean, that's that's the reason, but okay. I'm thinking their reason for the season. Their reason for the season. I mean, we can't be specific toward culture. Their reason for the season is wacky. What is the Jewish holiday reason? What's Hanukkah for? It's uh, it's all about the um solstice. The, no, it's about the lamp with the oil. Oh yeah, yeah. It miraculously stayed lit for those it's days. Mi miracle oil, miracle oil. That's what their thing's about. Yeah. And the Muzos, look at their Ramadan. I don't even. I don't really know what that's Ramadan's all here. about. I don't think that's around. Is it around this time period? I thought it was in a different. Yeah, it's different. Month. It's not now. Holidays happen, guys. We, the, and you can't the, the be Jesus, biased. The Jesus had their things. The Muzos had their thing. The Juicies had their thing. Juicies? The Juicies. We like to come up with nicknames on this show, guys. We got five <laughs> and two. Five and two, Jesus, Muzos, and Juicies. All right? Those, those, those are the big three. By. Those are the big three. And those... I want to talk, talk about something new. There's a new thing out there. All right. We, we came up with five and two. Uh-huh. I want to bring a new one to you. Four and two. A four and two. Four and two. What's a four and two, Brad? Lay it on me. All right. Let me explain this. Okay. Again, we've mentioned this before, the KERA podcast. Guys, when I first listened to this show, I thought, you know, this is pretty cool. It does make me think about stuff because it's called a KER podcast thing. Yeah. Think. K-E-R-A think. Dude, they are cloaking some serious stuff there. Because once you listen to it for a while, you're like, wait a minute. There's an agenda underneath yeah. all this. There's a lot of conservative politics. That's, there's yeah. a lot of crazy hippie jive. I was listening to one. It was about uh, uh, religion versus science. There was this guy who was trying to say that, you know what? The fundamentalist Christians, they've got it all wrong. 
And the atheists, they've got it all wrong. Well, the new atheists have it all wrong. The they, new atheists have it all they wrong. They were specific to label right. the new atheists. Because there's apparently some difference. I guess people respect older atheists more <laughs> than they do the new the new breed. Right. If you're an atheist and you're just quiet about it, it's completely yeah. cool. If you're in the closet atheist, you're fine. I mean, you're going to burn in hell, but yeah. you know, you're fine. But the second you demand um, that people stop foisting religion in your face constantly, yeah. then you're bad. If they start trying to force their beliefs on me as a Christian... Then forget about it. Oh. These new atheists we got to worry about. Fucking crazies. Craziness in general. So uh, there's this guy, and he's... He's, he's advocating for and two. He's then. throwing some crazy nonsense out there. All right. Throwing some crazy nonsense out there. And also, I was listening to a show, um, Atheist Experience, uh-huh. which is a great show. They have a lot of callers, in, and it's really, really interesting to hear what these people say and how they try to defend their beliefs. And one guy called in and said, Prove to me the number four isn't real. Excuse me, what? Prove to me the number four isn't real. That the number four is not real. Not just the word four, not just the concept, but prove to me that four, four isn't real. Can you prove that four is real? I don't understand what you're saying. Can you prove that four is real? What are you defining four as? Four. Like, not just just the word, not just like the label we put on it, but four. (laughs) (laughs) What are you talking about, you crazy fucker? Seriously, that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. There's a whole group of people out there, guys. That they talk a lot of crazy hippie job nonsense. I'm proposing we call these people four and twos. I agree. Four and two. It took those two podcasts. We were messaging about this, weren't yeah. we? Yeah, we were talking back and forth about this. Because people are just throwing out stuff. Let me let me throw you some quotes from the KRA episode. Please do. <clears throat> Help solidify this four and two concept for us. I'm all right with it as long as science comes with the humility to say that it can that it can't possibly explain the cosmos and everything in it and allows for there to be mysteries and unknowns and progress and evolution of science. Well, science me, can't explain the cosmos Excuse and everything me, sir. in it. What do you mean by that? What what can? Science is the only thing that does. That's what science is for. <laughs> as long as an empirical based evidence, yeah. things observed and tested. As long as as long as people who do that understand that that can't explain anything, I'm cool with science. What? Sign me up. What, sir? I don't think you understand what science is. As long as science doesn't do science, I'm cool with it. Yeah. But as soon as science starts to intrude into Everything, then that's bad. What are you saying, you crazy fucker? <laughs> what are you saying? Science was created so that we could understand these things. Science is the system we use to understand things. It's how we understand the world and everything in it. It's how we have all this wonderful technology that allows us to podcast to you, <gasps> that allows electricity to be running through our homes to make our Xboxes work, or our lights, or our coffee makers. I, I, microwaves, what? microwaves, Hands. microwaves. Oh, fuck. Cell phones. Could you please uh, explain to me uh, something that can't be explained by science? Something that can be explained by science? Something that cannot be explained, cannot by, be explained by science. Um, well, anything. Anything that can't be explained by science? Yep. God. Fact. Guess why? Why? There's not one. Nope. That's not true. No evidence for nope, that. Nope. Not true. No reason to believe in a God whatsoever. Well, then, then you have to go metaphysical. You have to go beyond physical. What? It's what beyond you, what, it. What do you mean that? It's beyond. What does that mean? It's beyond. What, what's beyond? Your heart of hearts. What? This, the Holy it's what does that beyond. Mean? What do you mean by that? Well, it's outside of everything. Outside of what? Okay, Brad, look, look. Explain to me how four is real. <laughs> Guys, these are log- these are like logic circles oh that God. aren't really even logic problems. It's Guys, it's ridiculous. Seriously, if you encounter these people, hit them with something. Well, don't hit them. Preferably be facts. Don't be violent. Yeah. <laughs> Unload some knowledge on these folks. If you're going to believe in something, you better have a reason for believing in it. 
That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm asking. Have a reason for what you believe in, people. I get some more quotes from this guy on KERA because they're delightful. Keep unloading them. Um, you know, Alex, we walk by faith, not by sight. Okay. We walk by faith, not by sight. What does that mean? I I listened to this podcast. Didn't mm-hmm. I tell you to listen to it? I was like, dude, you got to check this I, out. I can't remember which came first. Because you were talking about the, the atheist experience one, and you were like, no, that's right. And I was yeah, like, dude, yeah. I think you want to check this out. Because when I was listening to it the first time, I thought that that guy was going to actually say the thing right. about Ford. I thought, wait a minute, is Brad talking to me about this podcast? No. No. It was a different one. He was a different crazy bastard. <laughs> Who walks by faith? I mean, in his defense, a lot of people play semantics with words, which is right. where the four and twos get a lot of their like yeah. fodder for everything. Exactly. So when they talk about faith, to them, faith, believing in a deity or whatever, or any type of thing, uh, whether it be like gravity or um, whatever, that's what they consider faith. Like you can't prove gravity. What? Um, Alex- I'm sorry. It's Yeah. You can prove gravity's there. Alex, um, I think you're missing my next quote. Oh, uh, it's, it's an explanation. Questioning and faith are really the same thing. Mm. Questioning and faith are the same thing. So we walk by questioning. We walk by questioning. Dude, this guy faith, is just making up just, crazy semantic arguments look, at that point. Questioning. Okay. I'm going to call faith questioning. No, faith, faith is blindly believing faith something. Faith means believing, for some, believing in something with no reason. Yeah. Questioning is the opposite of that. They aren't the same thing, sir. <laughs> Not by a mile. You, you fail. You fail. Failure. F. He gets an F in life. My favorite part in is life he, studies, he gets an F. My favorite part, and I've already mentioned this, is when he got flustered for a second and then brought out one of his own personal beliefs, like, um, nah, I believe love preceded existence. Why? Do you I, be- I why? believe that why? love, a concept, a philosophical abstract, preceded the physical world. Oh. That's ridiculous, sir. I, when someone says something crazy like this, you should ask them why. Immediately, don't don't let people get away with it because people will throw out crazy hippie job nonsense, crazy four and two hippie job nonsense, and as soon as they do, you have to call them on it and ask why. Because if you don't, they're just going to keep talking nonsense, and it's going to take forever to get back to the point. As soon as they say something crazy, you have to stop them and say why. Why do you think this? Why do you believe this? That's the only way to make this work. Because otherwise, they're just going to start a gallop. It's going to be, oh, yeah, I believe love preceded existence, and we're all connected to each other through a 20-watt fountain of energy that goes through our head. <laughs> and really, if you look at quantum physics, it's, it's all connect, we're all connected. Really. And there's the buzzword. And, uh, well, I mean, it's if like... If fountain of energy didn't tip you off, quantum like, physics again. when I look at my granddaughter, I see love. <laughs> what was up with that dude's granddaughter? Dude kept talking about his granddaughter in a creepy in way. In a weird way, guys. It was weird guy. Guys, if you can still get it, check this podcast out, because it was creepy. I mean, when I get my granddaughter and show her the stars and hold her in my lap and put my cheek next to hers and kiss her a little bit in her mouth <laughs> i i see i see love preceded existence i see god. sir that's god to me that's he, god to me that's how i define god he meant i mean we ran with that a little bit much but in yeah. all honesty he does mention his granddaughter at he, least four or five times in a weird, weird way it's weird guys so weird chris hansen i think hey, chris <laughs> i think hansen? you need to be on something dude chris hansen go pick up some chocolate chip cookies and get over there stat Please. Something bad is going down. Something very bad is going down. <laughs> you can't even make that up. I mean, seriously. No. Guys, you have to listen to that Born podcast. Born to hippie job. Watch out. <laughs> Definitely. Born to. All right, Brad. I don't know if you know this or not, but another commonly held belief nowadays is that stress is a new thing. Really? Well, it's not commonly held, but most people are like, you know, stress only existed since the Industrial Revolution. Of course. Mm, not of course. No, it's bullshit. Um, scientists have done some research. And at the very, at the very latest, stress has been around for about 1,500 years, according to levels of cortisol, a chemical we produce in our bodies because of stress, found in the hair of pre-Columbian 
Peruvian dwellers. Well, it kind of makes sense. I mean, life's a lot easier now. Yeah. Like, why anyone would think that... Guys, if you think that it's stressful to look at your 42-inch monitor because you're employee of the month, think about a time when you had to struggle to find food. Seriously. Where other, like, native tribes were after your food and resources. Of course, what we have now is nowhere near as stressful as it was back then. We got, we have Walmart to drive through now. That's so <laughs> yes. easy. You can order something online and then drive through Walmart and get it. Guys, it's you easy. to really... I mean, yeah. You're sitting down most of the time. Fuckers. Stress isn't new! Stress has been around. People for having a long people time. having time to obsess about stress is new. Yeah, because we have so much fucking free time. That is it. I mean, people don't really realize that before the industrial revolution, only people who were rich had time to not do anything. Yeah, leisure time is a very new concept, especially for like a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, come on. Back in the day, it was always trying to meet your basic needs. That's just I don't know, guys. Get with it for real. All right, Brad. Let's go to let's go to some lighter stuff. All right. All right. We all remember Sesame Street, right? Absolutely. Amazing. Loved it. I recently watched some old videos of Sesame Street, like on YouTube or whatever, Mm -hmm. because I was on a blog and it gave like the top 10 um, live action actors in Sesame Street. Amazing. And I can't remember the names of everybody, but I was watching one of the videos and it struck me as odd. And let me, let me, let me run this by you, Brad. You remember the whole thing where uh, this one guy's like, introduce you to the people of your neighborhood? Yeah. Oh, a teacher is a person in your neighborhood, in the neighborhood. You know, you get the, you get the gifs in the neighborhood. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Person that you meet each day. All right, so I was watching this one, and they did the teacher thing, which was interesting. And then they went on to a news dealer. A what? <laughs> I know. A news dealer. It didn't even fit with the song. Hey, a news. <laughs> like, okay, teachers. Well, who's this guy over here? Well, I got papers. I got magazines if you want them. He's like, oh, you're a news dealer. Yeah, a news dealer is the person who lives in your neighborhood. A news dealer? <laughs> hey, I'm a news dealer. I deal in the news. What you want? What you want? I, I, whatever kind of news you want. What are you looking for? What? I New York go. Times, Washington Post. Yeah. I got some Wall Street Journal. You like the Wall Street Journal? It's all run by Rupert Murdoch now. Mm, how do you like that? How do you like that? Do you like it? Do you like the news from the right or from the left? Because I got them all. I got all the newses. All the newses. I got them. Why is that? Because you're a news dealer. Because <laughs> I'm a news dealer. It sounded shady even for Sesame Street. And I'm dude. a person in your neighborhood. Your neighborhood. <laughs> I'm a person in your neighborhood. Person that I meet each day. <laughs> it really made it seem like the news dealer was ominous. I'm gonna deal your news. I'm gonna deal you all your news. <laughs> and it didn't even fit. Like they had to say news dealer really fast. <laughs> it's like it was a teacher is a person. A news dealer is a person in your neighborhood. Wow. You gotta just had to spit that thing out quick. That it was weird. awkward. That is weird. Sesame Street. What's up? What the hell is a news dealer? <laughs> I just mm. that was just strange. An amputee is a person in your neighborhood. <laughs> what? In your neighborhood. neighborhood. I was a nom in your neighborhood. No, dude. They were making up the concept of a news dealer. Wow. I mean, a paper vendor. Paper vendor. That'll give them. But a news dealer? But a news dealer. Anytime dealer is used in something, I... I don't, I don't know, man. Just don't know. All right, guys. But let's, let's get to, let's get to the meat of everything, all right? New Year's is coming up, right? It's coming up, guys. Hookup holiday. It is the hookup holiday. The hookup holiday, guys. Well, next to Halloween, but whatevs. If you didn't hook up on Halloween... This is your last chance. If you didn't hook up on Thanksgiving, if you didn't hook up on Christmas... This is your last and first chance, depending on where you're coming from, as far guys. as the year is concerned. Exactly. You need, to, you need to end things right and start them off correctly. You gotta hook up on the Double holiday. Dukes. Double dukes, guys. If you play your cards right, you can make it both. Whoa! Guys, do yourself a favor. Just do it. Let me give you a little tip. All right? People like libations on the holidays, right, Brad? Got to. People love to drink. Got to get your bev on. You gotta, you gotta have kind of, uh, 
a loose sense of what's going on around you so you can, you know, have a good time, right? Exactly, exactly. Well, here's a drink you might want to try. All right. Well, let me give you the ingredients, and okay. then I'll tell you the name of all this right, drink. Right. Let me t- Okay, Brad, here's what you do. You take, you take a chocolate milkshake. Oh, uh, all right, all right. Okay, and you take vanilla vodka. Oh, okay. okay. Put it in a put it in a shaker, shake it up. All right. Pour it in there. Okay, you take barbecue sauce okay. and you rim the glass. It's a martini glass. Uh-huh. You rim that in barbecue sauce. I'm really not feeling this already. Come out, come out, come out. Okay, then you add a McNugget as a garnish. Oh. And you have a McNugget teeny. That is horrific. What are you talking about? That's horrific, dog. What are you talking about? That is disgusting. I'm no No, 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 no. I'm leaving the room. Allie Ward in Georgia Hard Stark have made a series of videos where Brad's actually left the room where they introduced these innovative drinks. Fuck you. Most What's her name me- again? Most What's her name again? Thing. We have an Allie uh-huh. and we have a Georgia. Allie and Georgia, stop it. Stop what you're doing. I don't know, dude. They kind of have like a, a quirky kind of cuteness to them. One of them's more quirky than the other one. We'll say one of them's kind of hot. But anyway, and that's one of their, that's one of their beverages. They're all meat-themed. So another one... You may not have liked the, the McNuggetini, right. and on principle, right. <laughs> everyone should be opposed to the McNuggetini. Okay, that was bad, that was bad but that, hey, that's a wacky one. All right, what's the real? What can Wait, first, let me tell you how you should drink a McNuggetini. First off, the milkshake has to be a McDonald's milkshake, which I don't know if you guys know this, but that's one of the worst things you can ever consume, ever. Right. Uh, disturbing amount of calories. One small one is like your daily calorie needs. That's gross. Um. So, yeah, with vanilla vodka, whatever, it's a sweet treat. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently the uh, the barbecue sauce has kind of like a savory flavor to it, so it has a nice mixture, which could work. You know, people put their French fries in their frosties, right? Yeah, crazy that's, people. That's weird. Um, but the whole point is, you drink it, and after you're done with it, you take the McNugget and you, because you you've cut it in half, kind of, or right. like put the thing so you can put yeah. it on the edge. You take that, circle it around the rim of it, get all the barbecue sauce, and then eat it. Okay. So then you have your sweet with your savory. And yeah. and I kind of applaud them to the point that it does sound kind of innovative. I don't All know right. why you'd want to do that or why we have to add meat to everything, especially a beverage. But Seriously. Fair enough. Ooh. But in addition to the McNugget teeny, they've come up with the ham daiquiri. Oh, no. <laughs> no. No, Brad. Listen, listen, listen. Why? you got to bring either your, your, your lady, the lady you're trying to, you know. Put right. the moves on for this right. holiday hookup. Hey, it's New Year's. Let me get your ham tea. She's going to be impressed with this. If you were, have you ever had a ham daiquiri? Excuse me, sir? Let me get you McNuggetini. She's going to be, hey, you finish that, she's you finish be a that little... McNuggetini, and I'll give you a ham daiquiri. All right, and you need to follow it up with a bloody bacon and cheese chaser. What? I don't even know what the hell that is. What is this? At least what a ham daiquiri, I can kind of think in my mind what it is. But what the hell is a bloody bacon and cheese? <laughs> what is wrong with these girls? I don't know, dude. What is wrong with these girls? You need to watch the video. I will not watch the video. No, dude. You need to watch it. Listen, I made it through two girls, one cup. That I can take. Nah, this, this, no. is, this is wrong. This is wrong. The video is funny because they're constantly drinking vodka in the background. Like one of them's talking, the other one's just like chugging it. Nice. And they're like, yeah, here you go. Classy. Guys, classy. at least try these because I can't drink alcohol. I just doesn't agree with me. I don't like it. I'm a blood cripple. There's a lot of things keeping me from enjoying alcohol, and I never really liked it anyway. But but I need I want to know what it's like. Tell me tell me what it's like to drink a McNugget teeny. Have a ham daiquiri. Tell me what that's like. If you survive a bloody bacon and cheese, guys, I, if you drink any of these drinks, let us know so we can come and find you and beat you up. No 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 no. We need to encourage people to experiment with life, dude. I don't know about that, dog. We only go around once. Listen, listen. There there is a. I mean, when you're okay, when it's over and you're reduced to twenty watts of energy. 
you're going to want to live with regret. That's true. That's true. Guys, New Year's is a magical time. <laughs> Why not go out with something new is all I got to say. Go for it, guys. And let us know if you if you have one of these. Definitely get back in. Let us know that. because that's... Ooh. Brad, what else is going on, man? What, do you have any other advice to give our, our listeners for the new year? What happened this last year that you're proud of or like enjoy? I think Ramjack. We started a podcast. We started right? a podcast. We started a podcast. We're hoping you enjoy it. We, we watched see. a lot of good movies. We defended We defended We defended the furries. We defended the furries. I we mean, came to their uh, We came to their Nicole. aid. We've, we've, everyone knows about Connecticut now. Everyone knows about the, the horrors, oh. the evils of this state. Guys, let me tell you, man, the post office is thriving right now because of us. Um, guys, some crazy antics have gone down with an I- Irish parliamentarian. Oh, on the world stage, something's happening. On the happening. world stage. All right, what is it? We're going to play a little clip here. Play a clip. I respected your sincerity. I'd ask you to respect mine. Well, all due respect and the most unparliamentary language. Please. Fuck you, Deputy Stike. Fuck eight, you. Eight, eight, I apologize now for my use of de, unparliamentary de, de, de language. Fogarty, that is most unparliamentary language. It is most unparliamentary language. And I now, I now withdraw it and apologize for it. But I'm outraged that someone dares question my sincerity on this issue. I don't like what has to be done, but I'm going to take the responsibility and get it on the chin, and get the unpopularity, and lose my seat because it's the only thing we can do to get this country out of the state the, we're in. I firmly believe Deputy that. Shortall, Deputy Costello. I firmly believe that. And you respect my view. I didn't cause the economic mess. Deputy I didn't Shortall, take money from please. developers or leave the... Or leave the or I didn't... De- Deputy Shortall. That's the point. Deputy Shortall. The point is... Deputy the point is... We are Deputy, screwed. Deputy the point is, we are screwed as a country because of the wrongdoing of others. That is the best. That is amazing. Comedy. I love. It. I love. It. I love how formal. It's like, look. I know this is unparliamentary language, but fuck you. Fuck you. That is unparliamentary language. I know it's unparliamentary language, but they don't really look very worried. It's just like, whoa, something yeah. interesting happened. Someone said the word fuck. Guys, look this up on YouTube because it's amazing. First of all, why are there only four people there? That is weird. What is going on? It's a very on? empty parliament. I think something's going on after That's, hours. Someone's something shady. Something shady's going down, and some shady. guy showed up to run on their parade. Oh, wacky. I love it. It's like the best. The that best is clip pretty ever. awesome. That's it's, pretty neat. It's quaint. It's quaint. He's, he's um, immediately apologetic. Fuck you. I'm sorry. I know that's not in um, parliamentary <laughs> yeah. language. I know it's not. I'm sorry. I apologize. You're disrespecting me. And they, that is unparliamentary language. I know it's unparliamentary language. That's unparliamentary no, language. No, no, no. That is unparliamentary language. <laughs> the best. The best. Who knew? Who knew? The best. Around. No one's going to keep that guy down. Ever. Though he might lose his position, but I mean. He might lose his, you know, He already knows. He's, he's doing it because he's an innovator. Yeah. He's He's. He's got to do something. It's not his fault. Things it's are shy. fault. Yeah. Unparliamentary language, dog. Gotta watch out for that. Slips, guys. Keep, keep out there. That's a slip trip hazard. That is a beware. Slip Be trip alert. Hazard. Be alert. Brad, what do you know about Build-A-Bear? I know they're in malls. They're, I see them. I walk past them. There's a store in the mall where you can go and basically make your own bear. Make your own. All right. You go in. You pick a body. A husk, if you will. And bear husk. You just a bear skin. Right. You go to the machine and... um. It's just like all this fluff, and it shoots fluff into the, the bear. Injection molding the fluff. And you can get any type of bear you want. You can either have like an anorexic bear. You can have like a, nice. a busting at the seams. Hello, I'm a bear. <laughs> exactly. You can put like um, voice boxes in them. So you can have a voice or you can not have a voice. Mute. It's just weird. You can make mute bears. I want a mute bear. But what I think is interesting, Brad, I don't know if you know this, is they give each bear a heart. What? You, no joke, man. Whoa. They take a little plastic heart or something, and what you do is is you rub it 
on top of your heart. Okay. Thus giving the bear life. I'm not making this up. And then you give the heart back to the, to the person that's helping you. Why is Build a Bear Workshop a voodoo? Well, wait, 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 wait. Listen, listen, listen. And then they put that heart inside, so it inside of the bear. So that bear has a piece of your heart with it. That's creepy. That is, that is weird, isn't it? That is creepy. I didn't know this. They have birth certificates. Oh, fuck that. Dude, I mean, really, when I heard that, I was like, are you kidding me? First thing we like to do is after we've taken your bear husk and we inject it mold with fluff, then we like to take this heart. You rub it on your heart. Then we put the heart inside the bear. So that he has life. What? <laughs> and the, the what are they just called Frankenstein monster <laughs> fucking bear place? I'm assuming there's just like those electric wires, like thing goes up like Tesla coil. Yeah, there's a Tesla, Tesla coil. Build a bear workshop. They open up the roof and you like <laughs> bring the chains up, and it is Frankenstein monster. It's wrong. Just hit it and you press it back. It's wrong. Down. It's morally wrong what they're doing. Dude, I just thought that was so weird. Why would Maybe. you? <sighs> Why would you even start to install that in a kid? I don't know. That's just going to fuck kids up. I really that's, why, that's why albinos are getting killed in Africa. It's <laughs> a Build-A-Bear workshop. They slaughtered an albino. All the, it's like, all right, let's give him life. And there's an albino. No, please, no. What do you think that fluff's made out of? What do you think that fluff's made out of? Oh, no. Albino magics. Guys, we got to put a stop to Build-A-Bear. Oh, fuck these fuckers. it's evil voodoo magic. It's evil voodoo magic. we magics. all know it's 2010 almost. 2010. Magic isn't real. Hate to rain on your parade, guys, but it's not. The 21st fucking century. Yeah. Magic Stop. hasn't ever been real. No, never. You crazy foreign tours. Stop using it to try to bring bears to life. <laughs> <laughs> Leave. <sighs> it's not happening. We got enough bears in the world, all right? Oh. Dude, but one of the big appeals of the uh, uh, Build-A-Bear right. is that once you're done you know, bringing your bear to life, installing it with your own soul, becoming a god of bears, right. you get to accessorize it. That's where they make their money. Because I, I think, I don't know how much it costs, maybe 30 bucks to build a bear, which is kind of expensive when you think about it. Yeah. For just a normal teddy bear. But then you buy clothes for it. Like, do I want my bear to be a cheerleader? Do I want it to be a fireman? Wow. Do I want it so then, a policeman? Then we fetishize our... Our bears. Our voodoo bear. You basically put yourself into a bear's body because you're giving it your heart. You're, and to those you're people, splitting that's your the same soul as your consciousness. Bear. Yeah. Yeah. You put your heart of hearts. You separate yourself. If for your Harry Potter fans, you're making a horcrux with a bear. <laughs> <laughs> um, that, that way you never die and you can come back in a bear's body but you can come back anything you want you could be a nurse wow you could be an artist I'm sure they have artist outfits what do they even mean I'm sure they have emo bears how wouldn't that oh, be weird emo bear hey what's up I'm emo bear hey hey emo bear no one understands me no one gets me whatever oh. bear my soul's broken yeah because you, you have half a soul you only got half a soul of a child you only got half a child, so that's worth nothing on the black market. So, Brad, I got a question for you. Right. What happens when the most of those teddy bears get, like, eaten by the house dog or, like, get run over by a lawnmower? <sighs> Does part of that child die? Oh, that's, man. Oh, manzies. Because part of that soul? <laughs> part of your soul isn't that bad. Oh, that's scary. Are these kids going to, like, take that bear with them for the rest of their lives and be like, oh, no, man. Like, are they going to college? Part of my soul's in there, dog. Part of my soul. Please yeah. Be careful with that. That's part it's of your, my soul. It's your first year in college. You're just in the dorms. You're excited. Right. It's a co-ed dorm. You're, yeah. you're checking that hot hey. chick across the way out. She's like, hey, what's up? She comes over to party. And, you know, you start getting busy on your uh, bunk bed because you're right. in college. Yeah, exactly. Uh, your roommate's out. He's a whatever. He's a loser. He's oh, just lame. What a failure. All Ooh. he does is push his bangs out of his face and <sighs> talks about he's going to be an actor. Um, but, you know, she lays, you know, she lays back in bed and is like, ow. And you're like, what's up? 
and she pulls your teddy bear out and she's like what's this it's like oh that's my teddy bear that's that's my teddy bear you have a teddy bear and you're like it's part of my soul 18 years old part of my my soul's in there she's like excuse me that's my horcrux that's my horcrux (laughs) that's my horcrux (laughs) but she'll know what you're talking about because she also has a horcrux she's like is it a good idea to give kids horcruxes hey stop giving kids horcruxes stop doing it it's wrong it is wrong it's weird it's fucking weird then what happens like what what happens when they die and that bear is just still rolling around? Could you transport soul in there? Could you transport the heart into another bear? <sighs> what if there was like a build a bear hospital? Wait, what if you, you pass <laughs> what if you pass these down the line? What if your kid gets it after you die? They put part of their soul in, then there's a whole merged soul inside this. Then, then it, it becomes real. Then it becomes real. Then it's a real bear. Oh, and then no. your kid's gonna get its head bent off because there's a bear. <laughs> I think we talked. We talked about care bears. We talked about how dangerous bears on clouds are. Imagine a, a, a bear in your child's room. Guys, you need to watch out for Build a Bear. What? All right, bears are dangerous. Ramjack is on top of this. Your Build a Bear comes to life. You're screwed. Yeah, they're fast and they're angry and they're mean and they're vicious. Be careful what you give your soul to. All right, guys. Careful. <laughs> careful. Wow. I, I, but uh, again, I was thinking of the Build a Bear Hospital and how crazy that would be. Wow. You want to fix things up because you got to take care of it. Because that kid's going to be crazy. It's like something happened to my horcrux. Oh my god! <laughs> Harry Potter's going to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> I got to practice for Harry Potter. <laughs> Harry Potter's are real. Ah, my bear! My horcrux is real though, and his arm didn't get ripped off. A <laughs> kid just looking at the bear's arm, looking at his arm, just screaming. Ah, 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 ah. You got to take it to the. You got to take it to Build a Bear Hospital. Take it to Build a Bear Hospital. I know. I know I'm pretty sure Build a Bear doesn't offer hospitals yet. I know there's online sites that offer bear hospitals. Yeah, there are. Which are pretty nuts. You sent me this link during the week. It's the most terrifying thing I've ever seen. Have you, did you see the before and after pictures? Yes. It really looks like they just got new teddy bears. Yeah, it's I pretty much, I guess they took the stuffing. It. You basically send in your old bear. And they show them, they look like beat up. Like there's like, there's like eyes missing. Well, there were some that rolled over by a lawnmower. Like yeah. it was pretty much gutted. Yeah. And you send it in, and this person basically reconstructs a bear from scratch. Right. But in, in whoever's defense, I don't know who did it, they do a pretty good job. Yeah, yeah, it's dead accurate. I mean, it's pretty crazy. So props to them. But Build-A-Bear, you're missing out. This this lady, or I don't know who does it. I'm assuming it's a woman. Um, Sexist? No. That's a question. <laughs> I'm just kidding. What if, she steals the, what if she steals the soul out of it? That's what she's doing. What if she's stealing souls? She's sitting in a bag, and it looks pristine and new. But inside is a pit, a pit of emptiness. There's no heart there's in no there. soul in there. This woman is collecting souls. She's soul harvesting. For what? I don't know. Oh, guys, watch. Don't be this careful. sounds like a Freddy Krueger movie. Be careful who you send your Horcrux bear to on the internet. All right? You should be careful on the internet to begin with. There's child predators out there. There's stalkers. And there's only so much Chris Hansen can do. He doesn't have time to watch over people's souls. He's too busy watching over after their children. He's got some stuff to do in Texas right now, guys. Oh. I'm... God, he's got to get to Texas to take care of this man who's creeping out his granddaughter. It's weird. Guys, who is watching over our bear souls? Who, Brad? Who? Who watches? Who cares for the bears and their souls? <gasps> they need their own deity. Oh, I mean, when they God. get full souls in a couple of generations, yeah. I'm scared. But build a bear? I mean, we're, we, got your eye, we got our eye on you. We're, but at yeah. the same time, just as a business model, open a hospital. True that. Open you could sell, like, emergency boxes to people just in case. You well, can have you a waiting room there, and you got kids I pacing mean, the floor. It helps them deal with death right. at an early age. And it helps the economy because you're going to have to buy qualified people to handle souls. Yeah. So Quick turnaround time. Can you yeah. imagine them having, like, bear surgeons come out? Can I speak to your son? You're, like, five-year-old. He, like, goes over there. I don't know if he's going to make it. Listen, Take my uh, bear, please. 
Listen, uh, Mr. Save My Bear. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm a little, I want you to let you know, uh, we're doing all we can for Mr. Mumbles, but uh, Mr. His, Mumbles. His, his arm was in pretty bad shape. We're going to be able to reattach it, but uh, it may never look the same, and it may not have the same mobility. His life's going to be different from now on. I mean, I, I do not think he can carry on as a police officer. <laughs> I think you're going to need to go pick out another persona for him. It's time for him to retire from the force, son. I'll tell Ryan as long as he's okay. I he, I think I think you know I think he could still uh, sit on the beach maybe a beach attire, you know I, I would I would let him surf I would let him surf it's gonna be a little too hard for him with the arm, but uh, he could definitely hang out on the beach you know and enjoy he should enjoy enjoy his retirement, live out that pension. <laughs> wow guys, you were missing out, Build a Bear. You need to open up a bear. Build a Bear, get on one. it. We're we're gonna scoop them. We're gonna scoop it. We're gonna scoop them. Build a Bear, you're warned. Hey, I mean you didn't do it. So we're going to do it. Bear Hospital, open for business. And we promise we will not steal your children's souls. <laughs> we promise. We don't even want your souls. No use for them. Yeah. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Ram Jack is brought to you by the Poppery 2, the best popcorn maker ever. Ever. Do yourself a favor. Go get a West Bend popcorn maker for your um, New Year's Eve party. Right. And it- you're guaranteed a hot hookup. Guys, I was at Walmart the other day. I, we talked about this on an earlier podcast when I had, inter, when I had an interchange with uh, a, a scooter bitch. Yeah. Well, also, you ordered your items online and went to go pick them up at the drive-thru. Right. Well, I was, I, was, I was looking in the store, uh-huh. and they have a popcorn popper that looks very similar to the poppery, too. Dude, really? But it is not made by West Bend. Imitate. Don't be fooled. Imitation. It looks much like a poppery, Imitation. Too, but it's not. It's another company. It's, it's a Johnny-come-lately it will pop kettle corn because it doesn't have that special filter, that special technology to stop exactly. it. Exactly. Guys, if you can't get a Poppery 2, go find yourself a Pop Frenzy. It's I bet made it, by West Bend. I bet it doesn't eat. Is it made by West Bend? Pop Frenzy is, but not this one at Walmart. This thing is a, is a knockoff. Mm-hmm. No Vortex. No heat Vortex. No. Forget about it. Forget about it's it. bullshit. Christmas is coming gone. Christmas is coming so gone. So is the solstice. Solstice is gone. All the festivities are coming to a close. It's sad. Uh, and New Year's is around the corner. Right around the corner. Guys... You know, we talked about Felipe Rose. Yeah. We talked about how we wanted him to, to marshal our new Macy's Native American slash oh, yeah. um, coming out parade. Thanksgiving parade. Yeah. Well, I went to do some research on Felipe Rose. I tried to go to his website. His website is really bad. His website is probably, I mean, it's reminiscent of Web 1.0 days. Yeah. It's, it's really And that's not an overstatement at all. And it's been all. updated in the 2000s. Yes. Months ago, right? Or yeah. weeks ago. It wasn't that long ago. So I was curious. So I, I, it had a link to the woman that designed his webpage because she's got a big old ad on there with a big sparkly animated. It's easily a fourth of the page. Yeah. It's epic. This, is, this woman, and this woman is a Lady Fairy Dust. You can go to ladyfairydust.com to go to her main page and see all of her stuffs. It is a delight. A visual <laughs> tour de force. It is a visual tree that I haven't seen the likes of since the heyday of MySpace. And not even really then. I think you mean the heyday of AOL. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean the heyday of GeoCities. <laughs> I'm sure this was reported. Oh. I mean either that or Angel Fire or Tripod. This... Brother, God. Internet was crazy back then, guys. This is bad. This is bad. I don't even know if this woman knows about like standards now. No. I'm not even sure if she's aware of like CSS. No clue. Because this is basically just one column layout. You scroll forever. There's... There's hard navigation because not every page has navigation. Guys, I'm deconstructing it. There's no point. As a web designer, as someone whose actual job title is interactive designer, you got to see this. This is a, this, <laughs> this is a lesson. This is a time capsule. It tells you where we've come from. 
It is a time capsule. But amidst everything, and there's a lot of craziness, because this woman all his albums and fairies. She believes in fairies, but yeah. she doesn't. She's the wee folk, as she calls um, them. She's the a fae. She, oh. As she calls them. Wow. Fae. This is crazy. Amongst all of this, we found a Christmas story. She has, like, various holiday pages. She does. And on them, you can, you can read all about things. Um, here, you can read. It's a little story. It's a little, it's a little poem. It's called Santa's Helpers. An original story. She has a personal elf. Um, I'm sorry, a personal fairy. Yeah. There's a difference, Brad. She has a personal fairy named uh, Maisie Mildew. Yeah, a very old fairy. Yeah, there's a, there's an image here. Skinny legs. It's really creepy. She's kind of bulbous in the middle, kind of like a uh, Humpty Dumpty yeah. shape to her. She's a little old. Her breasts are sagging. You can see her midriff. It's kind of disgusting. She's, she's got like that kind of cool British... Uh, silvery mane going for her, but she's a little old so right. it's not like the hip version it's natural she got butterfly wings it's it's horrific. it's pretty scary so we saw this little this little poem slash story and we thought it might be time for another ramjack dramatic reading <clears throat> exclamation point hello humans star tilde welcome to the cottage's realms tilde star tilde star star christmas story star tilde star animated merry christmas <laughs> drawn by uh, Tinkerbell herself. Hello, Maisie Mildew here, and we are here to wish you all a very Merry Christmas. Milady and Santa has asked that we tell of a Christmas story that took place right here in our little forest realm. It will also explain where all your fae have been. Don't tell me you did not know they were gone. Okay, that is what I thought. <laughs> so... <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Continue, Brad. So, well, Terella serves up the pumpkin and spice muffins and pours the hot apple cider. Please, Lindenier, as I tell you of how the holidays were saved by the fairies that live here. The story is interrupted by what could be confused as mild glitter graphics of two snowmen and then two birds with uh, Christmas balls. I'm just telling you what I'm seeing here. Alex, why don't you Glitter graphics abound. Why don't you take us into this little beautiful piece of poetry? All right. <laughs> poetry, right? Yeah, poetry. Okay. T'was a month before the holidays, and all through the forest, not a creature was stirring, not even the birds who were singing their chorus. All the fairies were nestled in their homes, nice and warm, in hopes that St. Nicholas would remember them and come. Doesn't quite rhyme. Poetry, what? Homes. Visions of new sparkles and walls made of magic dust. They knew that being kind and loving was always a must. It was then that they heard it, a sound far away. They looked at each other and a smile took its place on each of their faces. For they knew in an instant it must be St. Nitch. St. Nitch? St. Nitch. They hurried as fast as they could through the trees and the brush into the meadow they went. They pulled the tree limbs back. All they could see was a shadow. It was then that they heard him speak as loud as he could. Come here, my little wee ones. I need you this night. <laughs> Abandoning poetry. Just <laughs> stopping the rhyme, the rhyme scheme. Rhyme scheme. His voice was solemn, and even though they could not see, they knew there was a problem wondered what it could be. Wait a minute, it's returned. I'm oh, sorry about that. Back, yeah, back, it's, back. it's intermittent. They slowly emerged from the protection of the trees and came face to face with the greatest and most famous elf of them all. They knew in an instant that this was not just a social call. <laughs> Amazing. Ooh, that was, that was. He began to explain. It went straight to the point. My elves are all sick and I'm running out of time. I need your help if I'm to get all of the gifts ready in the allotted time. They looked at each other and they knew without a doubt 
they would do whatever was needed and come to the call. Well, they knew the happiness of so many was now depending on them all. So into the sleigh they all did jump, and in a flash of an eye they were gone. It was so quick there was not even a thump. Santa was so pleased that his wee ones were so willing to help. He insisted that I come back for a brief time to let, to let you humans know. Your fairies did not disappear. They are with him in the North Pole. Fixing and building new toys is what they are pursuing. He wants you to know he is taking good care of them and protecting them from the cold. He's in pictures for us to see how they are doing. Rhyme scheme gone. <laughs> Was there ever really a rhyme scheme? Oh. I see the word unicorns and imaginary and mermaids. I see Christian and God and miracles and Pinocchio, Mickey Mouse. <laughs> it's all together. She's hitting everything. It's all together as it should be. Doesn't she say something about, and one of these pages I remember is finding and she says, all right, guys, look. Obviously, fairies aren't real. I don't believe in fairies. I think this is more of an entertainment. Oh, yeah, that's, and that's, those of you Christians out there think this is bad for me. It's all pretend. I would like wink, wink. I would like you to two. know that I think of fairies and unicorns and mermaids as imaginary creatures, just as Cinderella, Peter Pan, Pinocchio, Snow White, Mickey Mouse, Santa Claus, Jack Frost, Leprechauns, and Tooth Fairy, and many other imaginary <laughs> and Tooth Fairy and Tooth Fairy and many imaginary characters. Most of us have come to love from childhood. I am a Christian, have deep faith in God and all His miracles, and His faith. Think, but I don't think any of us are beyond using our imaginations to escape to a fun and childhood belief in the fantasy of weasel creatures. So she doesn't believe in the unicorns and tooth fairy and Jack Frost. Now on to our regular schedule group. But I'm cool with God and his miracles. Whack-a-doo. Whack-a-doo five and two. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Merry Christmas. Hallelujah. Happy New Year's. Happy New Year's. Thanks for listening to another Ramjack Dramatic Reading. Thank you for listening to Ramjack mm-hmm. Dramatic Reading. Mm-hmm. Hey guys. New Year, almost, but there's definitely time for new situations. It's the Situation Room. Joining us today in the Situation Room is a Ramjack favorite. Oh my god! Jonathan. Hello. Jonathan, all the way from Chicago. He snuck into our Situation Room. He snuck in. Well, I haven't been here since episode 8. You rascal. And you're back for episode 25. I just realized how long it's been. It's been a while. I'm ready wow. to deal with some situations. Well, we got some situations. We got tons of situations, Jonathan. Are you Fine. ready for this? I guess. Now, how are we going to do this? Are we going to do it like where you tell us both, or is it targeted, I, or my, what? I've, I've got situations where you guys can you guys can share share the magic. Okay. All right, guys. We know about Connecticut. Yeah. We've talked about it a lot. Good news. You fellows are fairies. <gasps> I'm a fae. Wait a minute. You what? are fairies. You're just now bestowing that on me. Well, thank you. <laughs> I'm a supernatural. You, always, yeah, you always knew there was something different about you, but you couldn't quite put your finger on it. Oh, I could. I could put a couple of fingers on it. <laughs> anyway, situation? We're fairies? All right. <laughs> You're fairies. The Ramjack Freedom Militia is, uh, is hiring you to do something about the Connecticut problem. All right. In fact, they're going to hire you in a poem. <clears throat> Alas, there is such a terrible trouble in the land. Please, dear Faze, will you lend us some assistance? <laughs> Am I? Or we, we won't be so harried with the help of some magical pixie friends. Vile Connecticut and Senator Lieberman are attempting to subjugate and penalize their citizens. With such malice and hate, we must do something to change their fated outcomes. 
I know that you're smart, and I know that you're brave, and I have a solid confidence in the reports I've received from your references detailing your abilities and past job performance. So, come on you right now, and come you right quick. For we would like you to assist us using your magical fairy powers. <laughs> With your fine help, no one will have to frighteningly seek shelter. Please help us. I like the structure of that poem. I believe it was A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K. I learned from the best. Yes, clearly. So, so we just received this note blindly? Yeah, First off, are, me and Jonathan just realized that we're fairies. Well, you're this fairies. is news to us. I'm reeling with the you're revelation. Fairies. So please help us with the Connecticut problem. So we get this we get this letter, Jonathan. Do we even respond? Well First, did we read it like a poem? Like is it say <laughs> okay. a poem? <laughs> now Alex Alex goes about I've noticed I've been listening to the episodes. I haven't been here since episode eight. Alex tends to tackle a situation not with answers, but with questions. Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to tackle a situation with Thank immediate you. answers, which Thank has you. led me into some sticky situations. If we all remember my zapped marketing advertising <laughs> plan. Shoot uh, the moon, man. Not that great. Uh, shoot the moon. We're gonna shoot the now, a fairy, as I know it, I, I immediately go to A Midsummer Night's Dream. Now, a fairy can create uh, hallucinatory images. It can make people fall in love with people they wouldn't normally fall in love with. Yep. Okay, so I am going to They have... can also make Christmas toys. Just throwing that out there. Exactly. I'm going to make all of the people who hate Connecticut, who want to oppress the people within Connecticut they feel are weak, I want to, when they're asleep... In a glade or a meadow, sprinkle some fairy dust on them, and when they awake, the next Connecticut person they see, the next 300 Connecticut citizens wow, they see, magics. they will want to protect them and fight for their rights. And if someone disagrees with them, they will appear as a donkey. And no one respects it. Huh. Well, not uh, an actual donkey. Now, I'm not, I don't want to get political here. Not, not, we're not talking about political symbology. Wait, wait, what See, happened? I thought you were doing the furry thing there for a I, second. I, I'm, oh, just, I'm yeah. curious about what's going to happen to Joe Lieberman. Joe mm. Lieberman, I will make him look to be a. I will make him look to be a rhino, and I'll help. <laughs> and Alex will help. Do you guys have to kill any albinos to make this work? No, not fairy magic. Okay, the fae have curious. very. You don't understand. I just want to know. I don't. It has know. to do with the stars. Well, I just, and the from what I hear, magic requires killing albinos. And I just want to know. They change your circumstances and your expectations so that you see the world in a different way. Yeah. Wow. And then we'll take the magic away. Mm-hmm. And when we take it away, they'll look around and go, "Oh, well, now I don't have to do this." But I've learned through this <sighs> process that I. I was wrong all along. Thank you, fairies. You're changing Done. minds and opening hearts. Situation. Done. I like This that situation note. brought to you by New Cherry 7-Up Antioxidants. <laughs> nice. Got the approval. I probably would have done something a little different. I probably would have tried to pull some tricks on them like a, like a, like a fairy and like probably turn some into uh Oh, you know those fairies always pull into tricks. Some, I don't know. They're tricksies. But I'm starting a new life as a fairy, as a fae. And uh, I'm going to forget everything the state taught me. I'm going to do it Jonathan's way. Oh, nice. hello there. <laughs> nice. I heard you turn Darren into a fairy and I came right over. That's how I would talk as a fairy. Oh, hello, Samantha. Nice. Uh, awesome. Wow. Yeah, very, very nice. I would also try to use my magic to help the people of Kinetic learn how to write poetry. Yeah, yeah. Because they, woo. Maybe pay for, their, pay for their classes. Just take some classes. Yeah, we're going to overhaul the college, system. but the actual state college. Yeah, yeah. Oh, those classes are expansive. I can't. Poof. Fairy dust. Where all this tuition money and FAFSA forms comes from? <laughs> That's great. It's magic. <laughs> Thanks, magic. fairy, and that fairy that helps the other fairy. <laughs> <laughs> I help. <laughs> I help. Did you? <laughs> 
I'm new at this. Jonathan's had suspicions that he's been a fairy this whole time. Suspicions. Whatever. The situation Listen, I get when you were fairies. I don't know why you decided you were a new fairy on the or new rookie fairy on the floor. Why we chose to be fairies? I don't know why. <laughs> it's harder than it looks. It is a clever. choice. And Whatever's it is, clever, dog. It is hard. Guys, situation. Bring it. All right, Brad. Your iPod destroyed itself. You have to buy a new iPod. You got a new iPod Touch, but it's the new new iPod Touch. It's beta testing it. This thing is 120 gigs, but it's an iPod Touch. Right. Also, it has a camera on it. Also, it has a video camera on it. Also, it has apps and Wi-Fi. You love this thing. It's the best. Name it. Name it. Name it right now. This is this is a this this has to go with it. This isn't the sitch, but Umberto. You're you've named Umberto. It's your favorite iPod ever. It's the great. Best. It's got a new got a new faster processor. Right. It's the same processor as the three GS. All this I'm leading up to. Jonathan. Mm-hmm. You're a cold-hearted thief. Yeah. <sighs> You've been spending too much time up there in Chicago. What's with the, situ- the-, what's with the situation? You're telling me things I already know. It's cold and hard in Chicago. And cold and hard, and you've resorted to stealing. Yes, and? <laughs> All right. Brad is walking down the street. It's night. <laughs> He's not paying attention to what's going on. He's playing with his iPod. Listen to music. Check it out. Cool, crazy, beautiful world. Which is fitting, because Jonathan... Brad's the perfect target. You are going to steal his iPod Touch. <laughs> this, is, this is all build up. I hope that this is going to be steal his iPod Touch. There you go. You want his iPod Touch, and Brad doesn't want to give it up. What happens? Well, first, Brad kind of tilts his head towards me. <laughs> Bring it, bitch. <laughs> and then he says that. And... Jonathan, you have a gun. That's all I got to say. <laughs> this is a violent, this is a gothic and macabre. Tell me what happens. Tale. Tell me what happens. Well, I'm a hardened thief. I'm not the man you see before no. you. In this situation, I'm a hardened thief. Um, Life's cruel. Perhaps I'm a pickpocket. Perhaps I go up to Brad, who would not necessarily want uh, his iPod stolen. But as I pluck the earbuds out of his ears, I begin myself to sing a song. <laughs> and I'm so good that I can hear immediately what's coming out of the earbuds. And I mimic it. And I'm such a good thief that Brad doesn't even notice. And I slip the iPod out of his pocket. And I scamper away into the night. That's and then cute. you hear the music going away. And you're like, what? What? Huh? That's cute. But there's something you should realize. Oh, God. The reason my old iPod died was because this new iPod from the future traveled back in time with some Higgs bosons and destroyed my <laughs> old iPod. My iPod is sentient. Well, this is a lot more complicated then. <laughs> Wow. Then I need to convince your sentient iPod that it would be better off with me. So what is exactly. it? Does it send out a warning or whatever? Do I? Does it send out a warning? Well, no, but I'm pretty sure my iPod could take down Jonathan. Did the future iPod come back in a ball of blue electricity naked? Was it like exposed of its hardware and then it had to get the shell of another iPod? It doesn't have to do that, dog. It just, uh. t- it just talks to its Higgs bosons. They're tight. They're tight. Throwing these bosons signs are very I don't know what you're talking about. They'll go, they'll, they travel back in time and destroy things. That's what they do. Well, if I'm it's dealing close. with a sentient being, what would get an, what would get an iPod on my side? Hmm. I'm just saying, you got two things to worry about. One is me. <laughs> two is a sentient iPod from the future. Okay. Uh, Jonathan, I think you're safe. You think first I'm off, safe? First off, what else could garner the respect of an iPod than someone who can sing to the skill levels to where <laughs> Brad is not aware that, if anything, I think it would turn on Brad because if it can't tell the difference between its high-end audio um, output, mm-hmm. <laughs> then Jonathan, between Jonathan's voice, it's going to be like, It would give oh, me a no. renaissance bow and say, yes, It sir. respects like, touche, good sir. 
And then it would ultimately I'm kill me yours. because it doesn't need me. I think the iPod. I think Jonathan's got the. I think what's going to happen is Jonathan's going to get Jonathan's going to steal the iPod, as said. Mm-hmm. But then I'm going to freak out and go full rage, attack him, and try to beat him mercilessly. Then I think there's going to be a battle between me and the iPod. But I've already I've already disappeared into the shadows. Jonathan's got a gun too. Oh, I also have the gun. <laughs> I'm not worried about the gun. I want my iPod. I think the gun's a last resort for me, even as a hardened thief. Really? I don't think I want to whip out that thing and start. Brad's on top away. of you, beating you. <laughs> Pummeling me with his fist Because you took his iPod tight The iPod's just watching on a trash That's can fly. The, the iPod's just looking back and forth <laughs> hmm, I don't know Physical prowess versus individual thievery skills hmm. So that's what you would do, Brad? I, I, I would kill. That's all, that's all I can <laughs> you offer. You would just kill. I would kill. It was my iPod. I would kill. But He's I'm got a hardened, gun. I've got an excuse. But like I'm, when a the cops hardened, me. I'm a hardened thief, so I'm good at fisticuffs, shadow boxing. I, I maybe could hold my own. You see, have you ever seen a person have their iPod stolen? <laughs> that's some rage, dog. Uh, my iPod was water damaged. It, it fried. I got really mad. Yeah. If somebody had done that. <laughs> so you got mad at water and started punching it. <laughs> you just turned Don't on the shower. Water. Like, <laughs> I got so mad at water. That I took, I put some water in a kettle, and I just let it, I let it turn to steam. <laughs> that would be awesome. I, I, I made it change its state, you, bitch. <laughs> I'm gonna freeze you, water, <laughs> and then I'm gonna burn you into steam. I really love the change. fact that you try to torture water by freezing it indoor. <laughs> Making it change states rapidly. <laughs> but, but getting back to the source of the discussion, I think that's really all I could offer. So my, you, my, basically it would come down to you two fighting for the iPod. Yeah, sure. In a life-to-death situation, apparently if, if Brad... In a logic, was, and as you said, taking it to its logical conclusion, I, I think, yeah, Brad would probably more than likely I mean, win. I would definitely kill you. I think it's in this question is what's going to happen with the iPod. And I we casually threw out, oh, I would definitely kill you. Yeah. <laughs> An iPod in general, even if it's not sentient, it, it, it deserves to go with the person who at the end of the day has the most to offer it. So you guys wouldn't say, okay, look, we both want this iPod. Let's cut it in half. Oh, I was just about to say, God, you solid bastard. And then whoever really wants it would be like, oh, no, no, you know what? You take it. And that person's like, thank you. You tap them in the leg and then you (laughs) run. (laughs) And then I snap his neck. (laughs) Guys, okay, let me tell you what really happened. After after all this, I've decided, and because of hard facts that I have in my hand right now, you would both die. This was all conjecture on the No one gets the iPod. Well, guys, I, if I can't how, have it, I'd like to be dead. How do I know this? Because there's a precedent. There's a precedent. Uh, I read this today. Oh, my gosh. In Lacey, Washington, two men fought over an iPod, and they both died. Nice. While the iPod watched silently. This one, uh, the, a mugger came up to this guy and said, give me your iPod. The guy said, no. And they fought for it. Exactly. Well, the mugger, shot, the mugger shot the other guy and killed him. But then the police were there, and the mugger still had his gun out. The police shot the mugger. See what greed gets you? So they both died because of the iPod. As it should be. You don't just give it. It's one thing to give up your wallet or something like that because the material's inside that. But an iPod's just such an investment. Yeah. And the time you spend on an iPod library, no one wants to start that over. Fuck no. Why would someone want to steal something? How are you supposed to live your life without an iPod? Yeah. Yeah, why would you want? if If you're at home, you said he was homeless or just a mugger? He was just a mugger. So what is he going to do? Take it home and reconfigure it? I just don't get it. Sell it. Sell I it. I guess, yeah. For drug money. You want an iPod? Hey. An iPod. That's about it. It's got a lot of wham on it. I don't know if you like that. Jitterbug. <laughs> it's, got, it's got last Christmas. I got a jitterbug, too. You want that? Come on, old lady. You need a jitterbug. I've also got 60 Zunes. Anyone? No, I don't want a Zune. No, no thanks. <laughs> don't be ridiculous, sir. 
What are you trying I'm, to say? I'm sure the guy You're rolled up on him. It's You're like, kind. sir, would you like to Go trade? down to Portobello Road with that shit. <laughs> Get out of my face. Very nice, guys. Well, that's what happened in this situation. Just letting you guys know. I have a situation. Ooh, Another situation. Jonathan's got a situation. <laughs> it, involves, it involves Brad talking to Alex and Alex talking to Brad. Now, uh, it's actually too similar, but you exist. It's separate. I'm not doing well at this one either in describing it's it. Too, it's too okay, now and we're separate. I, we'll, we'll go with you, Alex, first. Okay. You've, you're presented with two Brads. Both claim to be the real Brad, the one that you've known for so many years. And the only way, you don't have a gun, it's not that cheesy situation where like, I have to kill one of them. No, you, you can only ask one question of the two Brads, and you know that this question will be answered correctly by the real Brad. And Brad, in your situation, there are two tall, <laughs> scarf-wearing Alexes smiling at you with big puppy dog eyes. And you, in your, in your own way, have to ask a question that only the real Alex would be able to answer. We don't necessarily need to know the answer to this. It's the question. But the question. But Brad does have a gun, right? <laughs> He's going to kill one of them. Alex, stop trying to add guns and what? pain into every situation that we have. <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't, where is this coming from? So, Alex, you go first. There are two Brads. There's two Brads. Both no, say, I have Alex, Jonathan, I am the real Brad. Jonathan, I know you, you want me to shoot from the hip on this. I have to ask a question. Oh. A few questions. <laughs> 17. <laughs> Question. Okay. This is why Ramjack's been like three and a half hours. How far back does this Brad go? Like, when you say only a question that that Brad can know, is this like a, someone who just looks like Brad? So it's a question from our past. So this person or this other Brad just recently came in existence with no knowledge of our past together. For all surface circumstances, in terms of surface, in terms of how this person acts, it's identical. But with the history... Yeah, the history is what counts. So he has my quaint disposition, mm-hmm. but not necessarily Your my, knowledge my knowledge of the past. We're, we're, we're saying one of them my is life's like, knowledge. One of them is a computer like robot duplicate. So maybe it has the the context, but maybe not the details that would make those smaller connections. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe this computer thinks more in broad strokes because all it wants to do is just assimilate itself into your life and kill you. Nice. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> it tried to kill the real Brad, but it didn't work, and you've walked into the room, which was not part of the robot's plan. So, okay. So it does Brad, have... Brad, real quick, could you just go... Please, Alex. I am the real Brad. Please, Alex. I am the real one. <laughs> and for some reason, both of them say that way. Maybe the real so, Brad's on... So the real Brad's on, amused at the fact that the right. situation's happy. He's like, all right. Clearly, what happens. I mean, come on. So maybe the real Brad is also on cold medicine. Like, please, Alex. <laughs> I'm the real Brad. I'm the real one. So, Alex, what, what, right, what do so you I've think? I've got a very specific question, question oh. to ask him. I'm going to need just a second. Okay. Uh, meanwhile, Brad, <laughs> two tall scarf-wearing right, Alexes. Right, right, right. Maybe one scarf is red and the other is blue. I'm really trying to think of something that's going to be – that is really going to pin it down. Because, again, if they have the overall knowledge of high points, what is, like wait, the what finer tune. What does the overall knowledge mean? Like how – I'm assuming that means like big events. Okay. Were we once roommates? Yes. All right, all right, all right. And again, we don't have to know the answer to this, so it could be something sexy, secret-based. Or wow, what? Only the real Brad slash Alex would only know this. Only the real Brad would know this question. You don't need to present it like that. <laughs> I've got one. All right. Brad, go ahead and go, because I, I, I'm treating this as real as possible, and I'm trying. Like, it would take me easily 10 to 15 love, minutes to come up with a real question. I love like, the seriousness with which I, you I apply like, to this. Actually, it's life like, or death, man. Marwa's going to kill me. There could be, you know, tons, I think there's tons oh, of there's opportunities tons. here. But I want to choose the right one, because I don't want to choose the wrong Well, I, here's, here's my question. All right. How might one tempt the nothing? <laughs> 
That's perfect. There we go. That's perfect. <laughs> and then the computer would say, nothing. Not, How does not, one tap? Not, nothing. Not, not, not. Dot, 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 and then the cold, cold medicine Alex would be like, huh? Oh, I know that. <laughs> and then you'd give the wrong answer. <laughs> I'd kill you both. <laughs> you twist part. There's no right answer. No. no. That, that's, that is a perfect one, actually. Thank you. Wish I hadn't thought of that one. Brad Couple's shooting from that hip. That's what I do. And, and very well. Very well. I remember the finer points of our friendship. <laughs> but do I? The shades of gray. Alex, Alex remembers when Brad and he met. He remembers that they went to a school together. Um, Brad was in a show. So what did we talk about in Cub Scouts that time we met before we were friends? <laughs> Remember that time when we crossed our fingers and we made that oath? <laughs> I don't remember that, that at cubby, all. That cubby oath. <laughs> friends forever. <laughs> Brad and I, one day we'll have a podcast. And we'll present ourselves in hypothetical situations, and there'll be a fairy in the room talking to us. <laughs> It'll be the best. Surprising that happened, I think. Yeah, yeah I think that we'll easily get like then what? Matthew Lee's dad came over and started trying to teach us how to make a fucking toolbox, but it sucked. <laughs> and your dad had to tell us how to actually do it. <laughs> yeah, that's great. So a real toolbox now. Hey, wow, that could, Alex, that could be your question, <laughs> Brad. How do you really make a toolbox? But <laughs> <laughs> seriously. There are so many. I'm trying to think of something. Is this going to end up being one of those situations where Alex doesn't have an answer? I can't even, I can't even begin, man. I can't even begin. How am I supposed to make an answer, man? Well, there's, again, I'm treating this as real as possible. And I guess this is... We've had situations with fairies, uh, sentient iPods. There's something about this one that's so, like... Wow, I got to get this right. It is right. personal. It is quite this, personal. Not only is my life riding on this, but Brad's life riding on this. Rad Jack is riding on this. Seriously. I can only hope that if something happens to either of us in situation... How are you going to get to a quarter of a century of episodes if you're, you're a coach? Hey, Jonathan, is, is this like a secret plan where you've built robots so you can take over our podcast? <laughs> I'm not an electronics wizard. That was interesting wizard. you should say that because, right, I was fixing to say, Jonathan, if something should either happen to me or right. Brad in situation, you have to carry on the... That's what I almost mantle. said. But then I thought, wait but a minute. then wait a minute. A little shifty. And now, he's trying, to, uh, and now he's trying to find the right question. The robot will know the answer to Guys, if, um, we, if, if we, we die just, by robots... Uh, let's see. If we die by robots... You guys in the compound, watch out. Cedric, Cedric, I want you to keep Jonathan Pernasek on watch. See if anything happens to us. Cedric's the new co-host? Well, I mean, he's the safety sloth. He has to watch out. Oh, right, the safety sloth, right. got to watch out for safety. Slip trip hazards. <laughs> Cedric's already dead. If that's how they make it in Texas, how do they make it in California? Sorry. Like tan it. Like tan it. Alex, go. I know you have, must have at least a few options in your head. Not, there's tons. This dude. ramjack will not be three hours and 50 minutes long. <laughs> I will not allow it, sir. You will not allow it. And as a fairy, I, I, I'll go by your magics. <laughs> and I helped. <laughs> I'm the helper fairy. You must you save must one have, of us. You must have at least a couple of options in your own head. Dude, again, there are tons. I'm trying well, to figure out the right just, one. Just because go. now there's the whole element of you trying to kill both of us. Okay. And I'm a little nervous, okay? Alex, for the sake of it, I'll, I'll let you have two. Just pick the two. I'll just pick one. <laughs> so you give the you, you give him options, and he, he you take him away. And you take him away. And he picks for himself. Sometimes limitations can help us. That's all I got to say. Sometimes when you cut away, you find there's more than you ever thought. That's deep. That's deep, dog. That is so deep. Mine's going to be. I'm going to give you a question, and you have to give me the right answer, obviously, which is what the whole situation <laughs> is. Yes. Stalling. But I'm going to give you a conversation piece oh boy. that we both witnessed as, nice. as, as young. 
Friends forever. Friends forever. <laughs> Cubbies. Now you would know this. <laughs> I'm just excited. All right. I'm going to start gnawing this my microphone. situation that we were in. We're at a lunch table. Someone comes to sit down. Everyone laughs. And someone says, questions why you're not laughing. And someone says, dog, mugger, um, why aren't you laughing? That guy's hilarious. And then, and then you say, in re- what do you say in response? What were your exact words? Nice. Perfect. That's, the, that's, that's what it is. Okay. I was worried for a second. You know what I Wonderful. Mean. You know what and I then mean. That's computer- seventh grade, dog. That's seventh that's grade. That's seventh grade. The computer brat would say, how can a dog be a mugger? <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was thinking. All those words would trip it up. Nice. It does not compute. Humans not do not compute. speak as such. Nice. And then it would just explode. All right. There you go. Wow. That was, that was a very good situation, John. Boop, boop, boop. I don't know. Should we answer? I feel like we're leaving people hanging a bit. I don't know. I no, because what if what what if this happens? I'm just to trying up, to lend some contextual insight. It took on me the, what ten minutes to come up with, like to really right. like. Okay, I got to find the perfect one. So I mean, that if was, this ever happens, that was perfect. That's the that's the question I come up with immediately. Nice. In the meantime, you could have been like fighting the other one, and <laughs> then I have to have a gun and just one. shoot which one is because I have a gun. I'm packing heat. Alex, Duh. just ask the question. <laughs> I'm deciding. I don't. I'll just shoot. Fuck it. Well, robot Brad would be very strong, but real Brad killed Jonathan when Jonathan <laughs> tried to steal his iPod. It made, if the robot tries to steal my iPod, I live in a crazy world. There's nice. fairies. Do, do we have a bonus itch or is this it? I do have a bonus. Holiday bonus itch. Bum, 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 bum. Bonus situation. Oh, Jonathan. I bet it's just for you, though. <laughs> no, it's for both. It's just for both of you guys. Okay. Something has gone terribly, terribly wrong. Oh, no. Who has the gun? No one has the gun. Yeah, no guns. Our our little device we made is backfiring, and plastic dinosaurs worldwide are turning into people. No. <laughs> that is not what that was invented for. Plastic dinosaurs are turning into humans. Scared you, didn't I? Well, <laughs> very much. This, of course, is a huge problem. Now there's there's... Now, it's, it, they got the machine cut off before it got too bad, but there are hundreds of new humans that used to be plastic dinosaurs. So they have no past? There is a no scandal. Concept. Are they adults? Are they turned to meat? They are adults? adults. They have the knowledge of adults, but they're kind of blank slates. But they need, they need food. They need shelter. They need lives. They need imprints. And the government's kind of upset. Oh, no. Not the state again. The state, man. The state is upset with us. Yeah. Because we betrayed them. We betrayed their trust. We betrayed their science. And guess who's behind this? Oh, don't even. The senator from Connecticut, it's mm. Joe Lieberman. What? Our arch nemesi. He's blamed this all on us, and he's created some wacky bill that's going to force all of these new former dino people to the Ramjack compound. What are we going to do with all these extra people? There's a lot of new people coming through that door. <laughs> What do we do with all these new people? <laughs> well, I'm going to start cooking. Who likes mac and cheese? That's easy. I'm gonna I've name. got the blues, literally. I'm going to give all of them a name. I'm going to be the namer. Yeah, Alex is the more sensitive of the two. He'll be in charge of personality. I'll, I'll give everyone a name tag. You look like a Frank. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a lady. Whatever, Frank. <laughs> You're silly, Frank. He's the silly one. Jonathan's making mac and cheese. <laughs> Everyone is not too easy to please. <laughs> nice. So um, they've got names and, and macaroni and cheese now. I'll so. make clothes out of fabric from the local <laughs> stores. Um, I'll get eggs 
make some breakfasts. <laughs> Alex is in charge of the sensitive, you know, the, the arguments he'll solve, but I'm the, I'm the caretaker. <laughs> I'm the mediator. <laughs> God help us if I'm the caretaker, but okay, whatever. <laughs> Wow, so it's it's all of these fresh faces. You said got hun- I also be right. I'll also be in charge. Alex, who's in charge of waste? Go. Oh. Well, we'll get to that in a second. Well, we got to divvy them up jobs, right? Sure. Yeah, sure. Well, first, we, 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 we're 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 basically parents to these guys now. See, that's mm-hmm. what I was thinking of. We are we are the parents. Are right. you in this too? Yeah, Frank this. cleans the dishes, <laughs> and Betty makes well, we some wishes. Responsibility. Wishes <laughs> he could move up the ranks. So we're going to immediately set up like a tiered, like a uh, a hierarchy. We're going to set up a hierarchy. Some people have more responsibility. The feudal system. We're going to give some people land and make them lords, and other people like you know lower peasants. Well, some used to be predators. Some used to be you know omnivores. So some are more. You said predators. Than I thought some are going to be predators. Some are going to be decoys. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and some come by. <laughs> the children play with some, and they were, you know, Frank, made to be more aggressive. Take a seat, please, Frank. Can you sit down? Hey, Frank, uh, would you like a cookie? I'll try some milk with that. Sit on down. We'll have a talk. So, what were your intentions with this young? <laughs> oh, I see what's going on now. <laughs> you sick, Frank. sick people. Oh, uh, he, uh, on a very special episode of <laughs> Three Thousands Enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but in all seriousness, yeah, let's get back to that waste problem. That's okay. A lot of yeah. waste. waste problem. We'll get the city to take care of that because they have to. It's their job. The state. You're going to trust the state. Well, they trust us with all these people. So, they Jonathan. Jonathan, I've worked for the state. You do not want to cross the state. Don't, I'm you Jonathan. Don't the state. Jonathan. I'm the, I'm the hardened, state. cynical parent. That's what, like, ugh, the situation's driving me. Nuts. We're going to have to play good cop, bad cop with these with these mm-hmm. kids. We're going to call them. Um, I'm going to teach them. Brad, you're going to help. Jonathan, you're going to help Absolutely. too. Who's going to teach take, them the ways of love? We're Okay, I was gonna say we were just the ways, the facts of life, but basically well, we're all gonna choose take, to be gay. We're gonna choose subjects and whatever. We're gonna teach them everything, and we're gonna make like a whole fleet, not fleet, but you know, a whole group of adults, and we're oh. gonna we're gonna be responsible. You want to make, make an army? What are you talking about? We used to be a family, but now okay, you're look, well, look, Jonathan, look, we've got all these people. We are as well. <laughs> I'm just saying, if Joe Lieberman in Connecticut are gonna fuck with us. Maybe it would be good to have some people on our side, just in case things get out of hand. We just need, in case a fairy doesn't turn them into a rhino. We need a dinosaur army. But the next best thing is turning those dinosaurs into people. <laughs> Don't you understand, Alex? We're not dinosaurs anymore. We're Frank, humans. shut up. Go wash the dishes. Help Jonathan in the kitchen. Oh, hi, Frank. <laughs> I'm a lady. Oh, I don't know about that, Frank. I'm wearing a dress. Where's Betty? She's optimistic. She makes wishes. Where's Betty? I just wish that was for her us job to be I gave happy. her. Three no. thousand's enough. Yeah, we're responsible. We're going to educate all these people, and right. then we're going to get them to where they can, you know, sustain themselves, and hopefully, right. hopefully, they'll start families of their own. Mm-hmm. But we we're definitely going to teach them what is real and not real. We're right. going to teach you about the five and twos and four and twos. Got to keep them ready. We're going to eat. There's going to be every day. We're going to give them situations just like in Ram. Nice. That's going to be their learning model. Mm-hmm. Situation. The situational guys. education system. Yeah. Everyone's going to have a scorecard and they're going to learn nice. what's right and wrong. What's what's good and bad. We're going to gonna be, touch the stove when not to touch the stove from their scorecard. I'm going to get gonna some red to, tape and tape out a box. Who's going to teach them stove? English? Because I'm pretty sure they don't have to speak. They, they can speak. They can speak basically. So they have like basic skills. Yeah. It's going to teach them math. Oh boy. Not me. Boo. Oh, we should put on plays with them. Nice. Right there in, in the stage, <laughs> yes. in the Ramjack Studio stage right. theater space, we're going to put on plays. Awesome. We're going to have a workshop plays. Like over, like just have them, we're going to turn some into writers. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, hey, only hey, if they hey. want to. After the apocalypse, 
we can send we can send wagons out to various parts of this country and they can perform the podcast. Mm-hmm. It won't be just us traveling the country performing the podcast. We'll send them out performing old episodes. Old, so, but there'll be conceptualizations. Like maybe this version set in the hippie 60s. <laughs> it depends on who directs Well, you these. know, as time goes on, once people have heard all the episodes... And we got some really good directors, maybe not some so great directors. <laughs> I don't know people, really. They're, they're surprisingly good directors. They have a lot of interesting <laughs> concepts. Life is rough when 3,000's enough. <laughs> How did we become 3,000? I don't know. Hundreds. Oh. Then we became 3,000. Well, they're going to start they having... Fucking making, they're going to start having sex after a while. They are banging they all They may be blank the slates... But they know something's going on down there. And it doesn't what? take a genius to find out that that goes in that. Or it could go in that. It could go in that, maybe. <laughs> With enough patience and time. Win form dinosaurs find love. Da-da-da-da. Coming to CBS. <laughs> after Moonlighting. Season premiere. I also wanted to come on after Flying High. I want some of them to be air flight stewards. And right before uh, um, Murphy's Law. Yeah, it's Murphy's Law. The This ain't a sing-along. <laughs> Bimbo Round Hills is in a sing-along. It's a new kind of romance. You mean an interracial romance? What were we doing back then? You mean an old man and a hot Asian woman? Yeah, exactly. Intergenerational? Interracial? We've gotten away from the subject of our situation. <laughs> That's what we would do. I think it would work. Nice. Yeah, easily. That's a sit. All three of us? We do it. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. Happy holidays. Welcome to 2010. Friends forever. That's forever. <laughs> That's the best. I love you, Alex. I love you, Brad. <laughs> Brad's got a beard. <laughs> but I love him anyway. <laughs> hey, guys. Want to see how to make a toolbox? That doesn't look like a very good toolbox. Get out of here, Frank. <laughs> God damn it, Frank. I'm going to show you how to make a real toolbox. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Ramjack is, of course, as always, brought to you by the all too wonderful Poppery 2. I've said many wonderful things about it. And at this point, it's just a given. So please go out there and track one down and start making some delicious popcorn for you and your folks. And have a constant flow of like a popcorn waterfall at your dessert table. Follow your face. Just That's so popcorn beautiful. bouncing off your face. Just an explosion of those kernels mm. in your face. That is the most beautiful, sexy thing ever. So sexy. What? What? Hey. Whoa. So, hey, anyway, guys. Are so are the plants aligned? It's not like a solstice or anything, is it? It might be a, a solstice, oh, actually. Fuck. Oh, guys, the winter solstice. It's the winter solstice. I could have sworn it was the spring. Reason solstice. for the season, guys. Reason, Reason for, for the season. season. Reason for the season. Winter solstice. So we, we took a winter solstice break because yeah. winter solstice about is about relaxation. Yeah. And during that time, we exchanged some items. We exchanged some gifts. Gift giving. Yay! Now, guys, it's not about the giving. It's not about the getting. It's about the receiving. Mm. Wow, Ooh. that's a new one. I was going to go with it's about the loving, yeah, which but, I guess could be similar. It is about the loving, but someone's got to receive it. <laughs> I feel uncomfortable. I feel fine. That's probably um, the reason why I haven't been here for so long. Anyway. Jonathan, thank you again for coming on the show. Absolutely. Uh, that's a last-minute guess. He took time out of his day. We really appreciate that. Blah, blah, blah. What did, what did you get? <laughs> we opened presents. Jonathan gave us gifts. He did. Fine, fine gifts. Awesome gifts. First, let's, let's check this out. He gave this us is- a... Uh, what is this, a deli bag? It is a deli bag. It was cloaked. He cloaked the gift, which cloaked. is in something that's not wrapping paper. I did. Props that's, on that. that's, their, that's their thing that they well, do. You that's knew their it was like this. I, you you, recycled, you recycled these bags. These bags used to go to a restaurant. They were recycled. 
Thus, listen, following the tips of Martha Stewart and KRA. It's a very green Christmas this year. And by that, I mean green solstice. Green solstice. And what was inside the season bag? Inside his bag was a napkin that says a t shirt, Deli. That's precious. Um, also, a bag of Jay's potato chips. Jay's potato chips. Can't stop eating them. Zero Di- trans fat, guys. Zero, Zero trans, trans fat. fat. Diabetic friendly. This whole bag is one carbohydrate. This is going to be my lunch tomorrow, or part of it. Indeed. But that's not there. all that was in the I also, 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 just on the outside package, Chicago style is what it says on the ticket. Indeed. It says, a lot of to Alex stickers. from John. Yeah, oh, tons of those. And there, there's, there's a delightful, a delightful little graphical image, image of a poodle. <laughs> it does it, look a little it's, crafty. It's standing up on, it's standing up on its hind legs, and it's, it's just precious, guys. It is precious. It's, it's saying, "Oh, you picked me." It's wearing a kerchief. <laughs> <laughs> and what else? What beyond the potato chips? Inside was inside here is a package rolled up to what looked like a sandwich, I, a I deli th- sandwich. I, I thought we were having a late fourth meal. For the solstice. Yeah. But inside was actually satisfaction, fresh guaranteed, kosher, USDA, choice, grade A. Bone in. <laughs> bone in. I don't know what bone that means. In? Bone in. Bone in. I made sure she put It's a bone in sandwich. <laughs> Could you get bone some in. extra bone in stickers? I was, I was a little frightened when I Yours read Yours also says hot, which is mine, cool. is mine didn't say hot. Oh, mine's hot. I didn't Ow. say hot. Bone in hot. Oh, my. And what was inside was quite possibly the best gift. It really is. That we could ever receive. This is the cool. I love we're, we're opening up lights to show to show the audience. <laughs> show the audience through the at microphones. Home. Jonathan got us Ramjack T-shirts. Ramjack the podcast. It says on the front, very stylish. It says RJ. RJ. And on the back, it says Ramjack the podcast. These these are awesome shirts. I'm gonna wear this everywhere. I'm in the mall. People are gonna be like, Hey, what's that about? The <laughs> Ramjack podcast. I'm gonna be like, Yeah, listen to it. Hey, why the fuck are you listening, fool? And when you listen. Brad's going to be the bad cop. Uh, Brad, we want them to listen. Shush! No! If you see, Why aren't you listening already? Listen, fool. Let's tell your friends. If no. you guys are out there and about and you see a Ramjack t-shirt and it gets you to listen to the podcast, make sure you put that in the uh, iTunes review. Mm-hmm. Let us know. When you go... This is going to change our marketing. This is this changes everything. This changes everything. It's a new world. I would also like to add they are maroon, Jonathan. I don't know if you know this, but one of my favorite colors to Indeed. wear. It brings out my eyes. This is also a classy American apparel shirt, Jonathan. Mm-hmm. You went above and beyond, my friend. This this is a soft shirt. Mm-hmm. It's so a, soft. I want to say it's a 50, 25, 25. Is that good? No, it's awesome. It means it's crazy soft. I don't know if you've That's, noticed this, Brad, but the texture of the shirt is divine. This, this is amazing. This, it's, it's, God, it smells it's like wearing the flesh of a baby. Look, if you two need to be alone with your own shirts and... Oh, I will be alone yeah, with it tonight that's, in that's, my bed chamber. Oh, my. Ow! Alex is being sexy again. Sexy t-shirt time, everybody! So <laughs> Whoa. Jonathan, thank you so much. Absolutely. That was, that's great. Awesome. Absolutely. And, um, Happy Solstice! Happy Solstice! Happy Solstice to us! <laughs> but also, Jonathan Pernisak, how many times have you been a guest on the show? Three full episodes and then part of this one. Let's say so a little bit about partials. Jonathan Pernicek, guys. Absolutely. Is it it's, cool if we use your last name, Jonathan? Okay. Or can we call you Jonathan instead of John? It's fine. Yes. <laughs> All right. All right. Jonathan, he's been a guest many times. He's, he's been a constant contributor. First time, first caller we ever had. Yeah. Also, he created the greatest, uh, what I call short film ever made. Yes. The Ramjack promotional film. Go on YouTube. Check it out. If you haven't checked it out, you're a fool. It is amazing. Share it with the world. It's got character. I, I think there's a chance we'll be going to some some film festivals. It might tour the circuit. Right. So yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I'm, I'm sending it back to you, bro. It's all right, all right. I'll take this You're one. Riding this train. So in, in honor of Jonathan Pernasek being our number one fan, we got Jonathan Pernasek 
a small solstice gift. Mm-hmm. And it is essentially a podcast starter kit. It's a podcast starter kit. It's guys. everything you need. It comes with a set of 100 ruled white index cards from Which are Oxford. Gonna, they're going to save you, dude. Look, all these Ramjack notes. There you go. I'm holding up. I'm fanning out my my plethora of freaking note cards. I've written all Ramjack news comes on this. Cool. Situation room questions are on this. You have to. And they're from Oxford, so that's... Yeah. Oxford. That's quality. Class. Uh, then, of course, there's the franchise collection of Arnold Schwarzenegger comedy favorites, uh, which includes Twins, Kindergarten Cop, and Junior. Some of the finest films ever made by humans. Two of which stars Danny DeVito. If only there was a third with Danny DeVito, then that could be a really insane trilogy. Just wait till he gets out of office. There you go. Yep. <laughs> Danny DeVito, that is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but guys, I'm really, I've just swapped. Uh, but Arnold, we'll take care of that. Right, right. And then, the, of course, the, the one thing any podcaster needs is a microphone. Yes. Yes. Which, that's really cool. So thank you very much, guys. Enjoy, sir. Jonathan? I have no idea what the podcast is going to be called. <laughs> we'll, we'll look for it. We will. And everyone listening to Ramjack, look for it in the new year. Not well, Ramjack as well, but also Jonathan's podcast, wherever it would be. We'll, give, we'll keep you up on to date on that. Indeed. Happy Winter Solstice! Happy Winter Solstice, Jonathan! Reason for the season! Reason for the season. Episode 25. 25. Though, interesting, we're ending on 25. Kind of a milestone. Indeed. In, po- in our podcasting. Right. That's quarter, quarter of a century. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> quarter of a century, and we're also just, to join a new year. This is the last podcast of 2009. We're going to go into 2010 with open hearts uh, and open minds. It's beautiful what you just said. It is beautiful. It is fucking beautiful. I want to reach over and touch you. Is that okay? That is inappropriate. All right. No, it's no. Not- well, let's not rule it out. Um, oh, okay. But guys, before we uh, <laughs> before we send you on your way, you'll want to list, you'll want to uh, visit the Ramjack website. It's going to be at curiositybounds.com forward slash Ramjack. Of course, you can email us at ramjackpodcast at gmail.com. You can also call us, and please do, at 206-339-5894. Don't forget to hit us up on Twitter at our Ramjack Podcast. Sweet. There's also a Facebook fan page somewhere. Based. Yeah. Um, also, you can give us an iTunes review. Do it. We need those. We love those. They're tasty. They are quite delicious. Delish. We'd also like to throw a shout-out to Mercurochrome, whose music is provided at the top and the end of this podcast. If you want to find out more... Alex, where can you find out more about Mercurochrome? Uh, you can find Mercurochrome at cdbaby.com forward slash Mercurochrome. Mercurochrome. Their music you. is also featured in the YouTube video without yes. their permission. But <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm assuming their, that they'll be fine with it. With their permission, kind of. It's a rant. Yeah. It's fine. You're fine. You're fine? I'm so fine. Guys, thank you so much for listening to Ramjack. Jonathan, thank you for stopping by. Mm, you're welcome. It's been a great year. Always a pleasure. Welcome back anytime. Yeah, guys, so once again, thank you for listening to Ramjack. It's been an amazing year. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're, here, we're asking you to forget about the past. Forget it. Forget the past. 2009 is old. We're issuing a brand new year. We're asking you to embrace this Life sure is rough when 3,000 is enough. This fall on CBS.